Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Unpacking the Toolbox is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. logged on and noticed that Guillermo for this episode is wearing a very 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 sexy red hoodie why would you be wearing a red hoodie today because in this episode Huck tries to go incognito into a hotel well he doesn't even realize he has to go incognito he just happens to be wearing a red hoodie homeboy who's been wearing flannels yeah, for like that how many episodes so stupid I'm sorry scandal I love you all all of a sudden he's like he's like I'm gonna rock this bright red hoodie because they couldn't have like further down the line being like the most wanted man in America is wearing a poop brown flannel right it's like the most wanted man in America is wearing a red hoodie that like sticks out. Like yes. a Although I honestly, until this episode, has Huck ever worn the color red? No, <laughs> only when there's blood spatter on That's him. That's right. <laughs> Does he have red on his body? But he has not worn the color red or any other color for that matter. I mean, you know. Yeah, you were always like all fucking dull and shit. Boy, you looked cute in this episode. You're dull. You're dull. Um, well, we have a great episode because I love this episode and we have a very special guest who we're going to tease you about later. But wait, 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 wait. Really quickly, I wanted to tell you that I got a text from Shonda Rhimes this morning. <gasps> you did? God I damn did. you. I love it. What did she say? Does she love us? Yeah, she loves us. She's obsessed with us. She's going to put us in all of her shows from now until the end of time. Hey. But Shonda wrote, she sent me the Prince tweet. <gasps> Did you know that Prince ever tweeted us? I did I not. I don't. I feel like if I would have known that, we would have ran with that shit. How did we? I, know. I didn't know. Did you? 
I did not know. And this, she sent me a picture of Prince. <sighs> he tweeted a picture. We're going to post it when this episode comes out of himself dressed. And it says a gladiator in a suit. And it's Prince in like a beautiful oh, suit. My God. From his fucking own personal oh, account. My God. Like I'm showing this to G right now on the phone. Like, can you even handle this for one second? Katie. This was when he was alive. We have to retweet this, like when this episode we have airs. To. This, like, is this is amazing. This and is how I never. How did I never right? know? But to be honest, Katie, remember there was, it was like a whirlwind of things happening around us when shows were airing and the tweeting. It was a lot going on in our worlds, right? Like there was a lot of shit, so we probably just missed it. But it's Prince. How did we freaking miss Prince? The fact that he even sat somewhere and watched anything of me doing anything is Ugh. like absolutely fucking insane to me. Yeah. Um. We have somebody coming on so special for you gladiators out there. And my mouth is already watering because she could win the <laughs> award for bringing the best salads and yes. the best fucking food that in uh, the seven years of scandal that we ever saw. This person and I first bonded over kumquats because she has the most amazing kumquats that she grows in her backyard and she brought me some and she used to put them in her salad and Oh, now I I, I can't get now enough her of a mouth is watering. She is incredible. She she Ugh. would come into work sometimes with dirt under her nails, like and having to get a manicure and this and everything because she's like yes. has to put her hands in the earth because Ugh. she's so fucking real. She is oh the best. Born and raised in a little town mm-hmm. off of Alaska, like I think an island off of Alaska. And her dad growing up was one of those deadliest catch fishermen. Yes. Did you know that? Yes, yes, yes. And I'm convinced it's why she's such an incredible actress, because she literally, in my head, she just grew up playing imagination all the time because literally no one was the fuck around. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I remember she told me a story once that she, uh, the weather there was so crazy, and we could ask her this when she pops on, that she jumped up or something and the wind like blew her away because she was so skinny at the time. I mean, this she She is incredible. She's also the inventor of the eye hug, which we're going to talk to you about because she needs to explain to you all what that is and all of its glory. She was the last person hired of the series regulars on Scandal. We were waiting and waiting and waiting. That's a very good fun fact, Katie. Yeah. Hell yeah. She was the last one. Who the hell was going to be playing? Yeah. Abby Whelan. Yes. And we are here today hanging out with one of our true, true other gladiators from Olivia Pope and Associates, the one and only Darby Darby Stanchfield. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. (laughs) I'm honestly going to be emotional. Oh, my God. Darbs. It's a miracle, you guys. Darby. I'm telling you, we've had other people on, Carrie, Shonda, Tony, but no one makes me feel like kind of emotional like you do. I know. I know. I don't because know because it, we were we, the crew, I feel like right? The, we yeah, were like more in the trenches or yeah. something. Like I, I just know. feel like I feel like the three of us, and then of course the first three seasons, Columbus were like. <laughs> it was special, <laughs> like, yeah. It reminds me a lot of the same uh, that I feel with people I did an MFA program with. Like yes. we've seen each other in absolutely every single state of mind, and yeah. I feel like I know you guys better just by looking at you. 
Not saying yes. words that I know most people. Yes. <laughs> that familiarity. I completely agree. Can we just state uh, for the record that you are so beautiful? It is a shock. You look like, so great. It is great a shock to the system. <laughs> right back at you. Like she's here with her long red hair and her beautiful face. Oh. And we've been like, oh. G and I have watched the first two seasons and you are so remarkable. Yeah. You have so much amazing material. And by the way, this just occurred to me. We're in these two seasons before you even became the fucking chief of staff. Yes, yes. Or press secretary. I know. Which was like a whole other series for me. Yeah. You became red, right? Like the, you're the nickname red. red. And then I had that big TV hair and started wearing yes. the dresses. and. Oh, oh my You know, God. and then went low status, like trying to get in the bubble at the White House and being called Gabby. Yeah, like it was a whole different thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah. Okay, first tell us your origin story of how you joined the Scandal family. Do you remember your audition or where you were in your life? I do. I remember that. Really well. You guys, I had been binging Damages with Ben yes. Klaus and Rose Byrne. And I was at a point in my career where I was like, okay, I really want to play a woman like this, you know, on a show like this where you know, they get to do all the big things and they're strong and they're like the main event. And I was at a point where I was like, I might quit acting. Fuck. And that was the first time I really thought that way where I was like, if, I, if I'm only going to be called to be on a get, you know, a guest star on yeah. some sort of episodic where I cry over, a, you know, a dead husband. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck this. I think I'm going to go do something else. Yeah. yeah. So I was in that state of mind when I auditioned for Scandal and I was just not having it. I was so no nonsense in my life. What you see is what you get. I walked in the room and Betsy Beers, you know, Betsy and Shonda are in the room, Paul McGuigan, Linda Lilly. Betsy says, that's a great suit. And as opposed to saying, you know, what the designer was or anything, I was like, oh, well, it's nothing special. It's just all about a good tailor, you know. So Abby Whelan. So but, but, but so true, but so true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so true. I think Betsy laughed and then we did the audition. And what was the scene? I had like three, four scenes. That one pages of horror where I where I oh, learned this big yes. clue and I so there's that like kind of awkward side of Abby that we see. There was a monologue that was never in the show that Shonda wrote about Stephen. <gasps> how Steven smells like apples and man. What? Wow. Well, God, we see it all over your face in a bunch of episodes. <laughs> yes. The monologue was never in it. Anyway, we did the scenes and I got done and sat down and there was pure silence. And Shonda was just staring at me. Ugh. And you know how Shonda <sighs> is. Like oh, she's yeah. got this presence and sure her brain is going. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But she doesn't, you know, it's like time has stopped. Everyone stopped. Everyone's looking at her. Again, because of the frame of mind I was at, take it or leave it. You know, I didn't start to, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, you yeah, you want to yeah. see anything again? I just sat. You were just I like, whatever, this is it. I stared right back at her. I did that for like a minute. What? Wow. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty intense. Wow. That's mostly what I remember. And then I had to come back again, I think, for some suits who needed to see me with my hair down and can she cry and stuff like that. So we oh did another little God. round. 
But at that point, I could tell. This all mm. happened very quickly, though, right, Darby? Quickly. It, I was the last one to be cast. Yeah. Yes. Do you guys remember this? Oh, we, yes. we had been, oh, we had we been rehearsing the show you. already. We had been rehearsing the pilot, and we were all like, oh, my God, who's going to play Abby? Who's going to play Abby? And then. Okay, and I have two yeah. very specific memories of you guys. Really? Oh, God. The first was, so I, I get cast, and we go to the Prospect yes. Studios. Prospect yes. Studios, right? And you guys are... We're all waiting for like screen tests or something or rehearsal or something. And I walk to the stage where all this is happening. And Katie, you're one of the first ones I see. Do you remember this? What? I, I remember, remember it like Ugh. yesterday. And you're sitting there. I remember where you were sitting at this table. And you look up at me and, you know, your face. I mean, you have this sunshine face. You have the most... <laughs> Beautiful, kind, eager. Like I can't wait to meet my new classmate. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, my new showmate. That's how I felt. I know, and you were so. I just remember your radiance, and I was like, okay, this is going to be fun. I remember that moment so well. I was sitting at a table that had a a chair attached to it or something. And you came walking in and you were wearing your suit that I think you auditioned in. Like, I don't know. Or no, was it the suit? You know, I don't actually know what I was wearing in that moment. But for rehearsals, I was like in a long black coat of my own that ended up being very much like what Abby wears. It just made you feel like her or something. Well, I just, I'm a sucker for a long black tailored coat. And then Guillermo, when we did cut to a couple days later after rehearsals, we did a studio read, a read for the studio, a read yep. for the network. Yep. And it was like a big room of, you know, all the important people. And yeah. I remember coming into this room and I was feeling very much like I often do, like like a watcher, like just kind of quieter. And you were doing that. You were quiet. No one was talking. You were already sitting down, I think, at the table. And I went up and I joined you. And I just remember, I, I just remember like that being the first moment of connection of like, okay, <laughs> I get this guy's energy. Oh, I remember that. I remember, Do you remember that. that. Yeah. Oh, and so moving funny. forward from there, every time you and I had a scene together, when we started <laughs> shooting, it just felt special because yeah. our worlds didn't really collide that much, right? Like no, on screen. I know. Special cast, special group of yes. individuals. I yes. feel very connected to each and every one. Especially yeah. this gladiator. Yeah. Oh my though. God. It, I mean, going back to these cases of the week and like you being up yeah. at the board and you being like, I do know that Wally or yeah. like whatever. <laughs> yes, yes. When she's pulling out the like hair from the, from the drain oh, in that yes. one episode. In the Steven oh, yes. episode where you're collecting all the whores. DNA. Yeah. Back when I was really being an investigator, right? And taking snapshots yes. and collecting And you yes. also were super into Steven. The episodes were like, right. you find out Steven's sleeping with prostitutes and you have all these amazing lines in the first season when you're like finding out what hardwood floors are or like not the drapes and the curtains and like you're the snarky ironic such a snarky character super dry yeah so needed so funny and your relationship with Olivia is just like oh so good we'll be right back guys Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! 
and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are there any memories that you have that really stick out from the pilot? Yeah, shooting in the original building downtown. For some reason, that period of time, I think it's because we had to do all night shoots. Yeah. Because of we were shooting night for night, I guess, right? And it was yeah. also maybe just when we could get in there. I don't remember. We were there all night long yeah. in that giant drafty building. And there was like, a jewelry robbery that there was yes. a robbery that happened across the street at the jewelry store. For real? <laughs> I love that you remember that. The jewel heist. Yeah, yeah. we all couldn't leave the building until yeah. they like resolved it or whatever. And so I just remember the sequence that all night long, like we were doing a sequence where it was uh, the clock speeding up, but you see all the different evidence going up on the board and then, and how long that took <laughs> to film, even though it's, yeah. you know, in Paul McQuigan style, it's it sped up really, really fast yeah. and it only takes two seconds, but how many hours that took. Oh. Do you remember the windows leaking? Cause it was raining yeah. outside. So it was hard. It was raining. It was drafty. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I mean, wasn't there like a crazy elevator situation just to get up there? Yes. 100%. Yeah. I was, well, I was having my own high heel drama. I was having, I was getting blisters. I remember that. Cause you wore stockings. In the oh shoes. Oh my God. It was so awful. It was oh my so, God. it's so funny. Bethy and John were like, you know, you can change shoes. Even though we've shot half this thing, you need to change shoes. Cause I was oh. just really struggling. They oh. were so supportive, you know, and yeah. literally us finding our feet, understanding what the tone of the show was and everything. But you know, when your bosses say something like that to you, you feel quite supportive. Yeah. For like sure. Struggling with something so technical. Yeah. <laughs> Flashing forward, Darby, do you remember you and I were shooting a scene? I, I think it was the last season. We were in a scene, we were at a party and we were like, let's try like Huck is rubbing your feet. We rehearsed the scene where I'm rubbing your feet. And I think Tom was like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think. I don't remember that's good. that at all. Oh you don't God, remember that? 
No. Oh my God. Yeah, and Tom Verica shut it down. Yes, yes. Yeah, I thought it was Why? so cute. Why? I, I would have liked it, but Rob, what was right? Yeah. Why did you, you and you and I liked it because we were tired. It was very like um, you know, just like your yeah. little bro- or older brother. <laughs> I was gonna say little brother. Maybe he thought it would just like lead to too many questions. Yes, exactly, oh, exactly. Interesting, <laughs> but, interesting. Darby, interesting. do you did you know about? Abby's backstory at all about the the abusive husband about any of that before you got the role was that no I did not know and this particular episode was an interesting moment in that in that whole story I did not know that at all and I think it first comes up in season one between Olivia and Abby I think it's a very inflammatory scene I, I don't remember all the words but I remember Abby basically really sticking it to Olivia and saying, you've got your names on that door. You have to fix, you've got to save just like you've helped me out of this relationship. And um, I didn't know much. And, you know, when I think about it, it wasn't like I was briefed about it or, you know, I just sort of learned as we went. And then I, I researched, uh, you know, domestic abuse. I started to build a backstory like we all do with these characters. And then, you know, It's so interesting because every time that Abby had anything domestic abuse come up about her past relationship or a trigger in some way, it always was like a very PTSD kind of Mm. experience. I, as an actor, didn't know how these scenes would turn out. It was also surprising what was written in the script. So it was new. And I would have a very visceral reaction to the material and I wouldn't get to uh, intellectual about it yeah. or... Yeah, we were... I feel like that was the process. You know, it was very, very strange how, how that process was and how it affected me. But I think in the episode that we're talking about, there's a scene where Abby's waiting for David in his apartment and he comes oh, yeah. in there's no words Ugh. and Abby slaps him oh my god but that's your brilliance Darby. because you're few me and Carrie used to say this about Yo. you only Darby can go from like is she gonna laugh and then she gets a twinge of emotion yeah. and then you can see her bury it and then you can yes. see like anger come out but like in your face without them writing anything we yeah. could see all of that on you um. so Beautifully, and it, in this episode, it happens. The, yes, in this it totally episode, does. you go from l- like oh, yeah. anger to lust to hatred. fear to hatred to, to emotion, emotional. Oh my god! To cr- almost crying With to like no crying words. for the relationship that couldn't be. Oh my god, we're yeah. gonna get there. I can't even. Taking like such a hard left turn. Guillermo <laughs> and I talk about how delicious. The salads you made on set for seven years looked like or whatever food you were bringing in. And honestly, you would come in with fucking shit that I don't know if you'd grown in your own garden. One time you came in, you were like, well, I have to get a manicure because there's dirt underneath my nails. (laughs) Um, We enjoyed watching your salads. We just loved looking like, what's Darby eating today? Yeah, The spinach, the like nuts. There'd be like, like, it was delicious. And then you'd always put lemon and stuff in like a little lemon baggie to like squeeze it. I was like, she is the classiest bitch. Gosh, you guys remember... Oh, yeah. Oh, because Carol and I are obsessed with (laughs) 
Yeah, well, it's a wonderful thing to be obsessed with. That is true. You were a great cook. And also, can this bring us to, I do think you also grew grapefruits and you had the most incredible Instagram video during Uh, COVID that saved all of our lives where you instructed us all how to cut (laughs) said grapefruit while you had a a breakdown of hysteria, which (laughs) classic Darby can only break like that. I mean, it's, yeah, that's what happens when you're in quarantine and, Right. And it wasn't only in one way. You you had different <laughs> ways you could do it. You were like, well, you could do slices or you could do cube. <laughs> yeah. Which was brilliant. <laughs> you are the most delicious human being. Oh, my God. Do you remember in D.C. for the penultimate episode when you and George and all of us, we were like running around at like the Bring John Wilkes Booth Theater where Lincoln got shot and yeah. we were running around to the bathrooms. We were like freezing cold, but we were just running around. Like you said, I think you nailed it. Like classmates, like as if yeah. we were like back in elementary school, like almost giddy. Some of my favorite memories of all of us are like backstage yeah. before we go on to do um, Paley Fest oh, or, Paley Ellen, Fest. Sure, or sure. Jimmy Kimmel You know, just these sort of backstage moments where we're in the wings and publicity is such work. That's like really, you know, you're not acting, you're selling your show. But it was always play with everybody. There was always, there was always, we spent so many upfronts together in New York. And I just remember being like going through backs of kitchens, you know, and and being in elevators. I forgot about that. Waiting at the upfronts, for instance, and there'd be all these other shows and all these other casts would be quite dry and kind of a corporate day. And we would just be like, yeah, yucking it up. (laughs) We were (laughs) rock stars, man. That was so much fun. You know what I mean? Just the chemistry, the, the fun that we all have together. There's just this natural banter. So, you know. Do you get recognized? I wanted to ask you this because I feel like yeah. I can hide really easily. G sticks out like a sore thumb. And I've always been like, God, Darby must stick out like a sore thumb, even though you're very good at stuffing that red hair underneath the hat. You're just <laughs> so tall. You're a giraffe. I mean, you to me, you would stick out even if I didn't know you. I definitely enjoyed when we were in the thick of the pandemic and we were wearing masks everywhere, I really yes. enjoyed that. Yes. But I still got recognized with that because of my red hair. So you're right. If I put a hat on, I do feel like right now I'm getting recognized for the last role I did a lot more only because I look more, my hair's a little yeah. bit more, it's not as red as when I was on Scandal. You know, I really bumped up the red there for a bit. But yeah, you know, here and there. For the listeners, Darby plays Nina Locke on an amazing show called Lock and Key. It's on Netflix. Yes. And I don't know why it took me so freaking long to start watching it, but... Because there's so much content out there, that's why. No, truly. How was that experience shooting Lock and Key? It was great. Yeah. It was nice. It happened just, you know, several months after Scandal. It was a three-season run. I liked it because it was something so totally different from Abby Whelan. That kind of a murder mystery. Oh, it's so good. Wrapped up in a show that's very magic or yeah. kind of light horror oriented. So it was all very, very different from Scandal, the world of it. was. Yeah. Except for another Scandal cast member who was on yes, Lock and Key. Brendan. Brendan Hines, Mr. Uh, Tatiana Maslani, or to Gero, yeah. Mr. Oksana Bayul. <laughs> Gideon Wallace also was on Lock and Key working with Darby. Was that so crazy? It was crazy. It's so funny. I Every once in a while, I'll still text him a picture of 
us rolling him up in the carpet. Remember after no. he gets, yeah. he dies. There was a photo that we have where the whole, all of us are standing over him. Katie, yeah. you're still bloody. You're in a, yes. you're in a straight skirt. Yes. And we literally yes. roll him up in this carpet. So I'll just send him that without any words. I love that. <laughs> Back to the good old days. Hilarious. <laughs> Earlier on when we were recording these episodes, I was the one that told Guillermo, I was like, guess what Brendan Hines did in COVID? He got married to Tatiana Maslani. And Guillermo <laughs> thought I said Oksana Bayul. I was like, he married Oksana Bayul? What? The ice so skater? So it sent us down a real long imagination <laughs> no, train of what, <laughs> what Gideon and Oksana's yeah. children would be like or something. Darby, will you do something with us? Yeah. When we get to the synopsis, would you do us the biggest solid if I read the first paragraph G is going to read the second, and you'll read the yes. little third paragraph, and we're yes, going to yes. try. Oh, do we scandal face? Yeah. Oh, God. You guys haven't done this in years. Oh, no. We have only done it here, and it's remarkable <laughs> okay. how far okay. we have fallen. You guys, today we are talking about, we have Darby Stanchfield here, the one and only mm-hmm. Abby Whelan. We're talking about episode 209, which was titled Blown Away. It aired on December 13th of 2012. And it was written by Mark Wilding and directed by Jessica Yu. It was guest starring Susan Porfar as Becky Flynn, Kate Burton as Vice President Sally Langston, Greg Henry is Holly Doyle. Holly Doyle, yay. Holly Doyle. (laughs) Dan Bukatinsky is James Novak. George Newbern, our Georgie, as Charlie. Deborah Mooney is Verna Thornton. Shannon Cochran as Attorney General Susan Sawyer. And Kate McGregor Stewart as Mary. Here's the synopsis. Are we ready? Here we go. Olivia and the OPI team are shocked when Huck reveals that he is the person the FBI are looking for in connection with Fitz's shooting. As the team gets to work uncovering the truth about Becky, Huck spirals in denial until Becky asks Huck to run away with her, admitting the truth of her involvement and and her background. As Huck struggles (laughs) with the decision to run away with Becky, Olivia endures Fitz's potential funeral planning and Cyrus looks into exactly what James knows about defiance. As Huck finally decides to stay, (laughs) Becky anticipates his betrayal and kills the family Huck watches. Hollis Doyle is up to even more tricks as he gives Sally Langston enough information about Verna Thorne to push her off the bench. But Verna has plans of her own when she offers to resign or give up the name of the person who wanted for shooting the president. Oh, yeah. come on, Darby. <laughs> like you riding a that. bike, dude. You, like riding a fucking come on. bike. You guys, my heart rate right now. <laughs> 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 Yay. That's anxiety inducing. You have that <laughs> in spades. Yes, hell yeah. First and foremost, the biggest scene from this episode yeah. that shows the emotion is, like you said, it's the fingers in his mouth. Where did that come from, Darby? Was that your idea? Was that in the script? Okay, I'm so glad you asked this, Guillermo, because that I have been asked this question so many times from fans. From fans and from, you know, like every time we would do press interviews, that was one of the questions I'd get asked, which surprises me because we were so bound to the The script. script. Yeah. And I remember... After a table reached on and said, okay, I'm going to write the scene. You know how she does. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. write the scene for you guys. And we get the scene and there's no words. What we did is exactly what she wrote. What? We rehearsed it just like you would, you know, some sort of stunt, whether it's violence or sex or whatever, those sort of sequences in, yeah. in TV land, you know, it was very technical and it was very much like a dance. Like you put your foot here, you put your fingers yeah. here, yeah. fall <laughs> behind the sofa. So it was really, really clinical. And it was all Shauna. She was all that she wrote. I wonder and why. Did she ever say why? I didn't ask her about 
the scene. I didn't discuss it with her. I almost felt like it was so powerful on its own. I just wanted to do it, execute it kind of without thinking. It goes back to what I was saying about, you know, finding more about Abby's backstory. And this is the first, I mean, what's so astonishing for me about this scene is it's the first time you see Abby's, maybe her past domestic abuse, violence stuff sort of creep up in her life in a present day way that she's initiating. You know, it's like, it's tied up with her lover. Her trauma. There's so many questions about that. And he accepts it. And he's so submissive to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's an astonishing scene. There's so many questions. (laughs) But Darby, what about the smacking? You really smacked him. I thought me and Katie have a scene where she smacks the shit out of me like three times. I lost my hearing for about 20 minutes. (laughs) But I was, in Katie's defense, I was like, smack me for real. Do not play. Smack me. And then I was like, what? What did you say? (laughs) But it looked like you really smacked Josh. Did you guys have a conversation about that, about smacking him? How that was going to, how that, well, you were going to do that? <laughs> no, I don't really recall. I don't, yeah. except that it was just like this sheet that John had written of all of these actions. And it was just <laughs> trying to remember one thing in the same, you know, in the right order and do it with no words. Like, and- first we come in. First I do this. Then I slap <laughs> sure. him twice. Then yeah. we pull apart. Then I put sure. fingers down him. Then I lift my skirt. Then I push and him I down. And I think it was three fingers. I think it was so specific. You know, Josh is great sport. But you guys did it so well. You could have done all that and it could have been a shitty scene. But the reason that people remember it is because you guys played it so well, so real. It's so good. It's so good. It's really so good. And it's so, you can see her feeling like embarrassed and then powerful and then hating yeah. him and then wanting and to then be crying. with him and then yeah. being sad for where their what their relationship yeah. could have Ugh. been. And just like, there's so much. And then, she literally lifts her skirt up. You have sex with him. And then there's this whole moment where you you stand up and you re-pull your skirt down over these amazing tights. Thank you, Lynn Powell. Right? They're thigh highs kind of thing. Mm. And then you flip your red hair in like a sexy way, which was incredible. And then you just pull your skirt down, fix your sort of jacket, and then you like walk out of the apartment and just fucking leave his ass but that look, she looks back at him and has this face where she's like about to cry, but yeah. no, fuck you, I'm it's not going to cry. so Ugh. emotional. Wow. Like Other huge moments of this episode. This is yeah. the episode where Becky, played by Susie Porfar, she finds out that Huck might be framing her to be caught for shooting the president. Mm-hmm. And to get back at Huck, she shoots his family. Yes. Man, that is dark. And I remember being at the table read because she shoots... The two little girls, the mom, the dad, and the dog. Yeah, and people yeah. were more upset about the dog. About people the were like, dog. the dog, that, that bitch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this was the first episode that I, I mean, and I did this several times after this, that I called my managers and I told them what I was going to be doing in the episode because I was so excited and what was oh. happening in the episode. Like, oh I've never God. done that with another job. Like, on this wow. job, I, I feel like oh, I did that cool. a lot. Yeah. It's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. It's really wow. sweet. And the fact that Shonda went there with that scene of, you yeah. know, we see that whole family dead. Yeah. Yes. That's... I didn't pull back on it. Yeah. And we're talking season two. So everything was so shocking. Yes, you know, it was. It's, it's almost like season one establishes the show. It feels quite procedural. And season two, it just goes off the rails. Totally off the rails. 
At the end of this episode, they take Hawk under the Patriot Act. And so we start the whole journey of him being like waterboarded and tortured in the Pentagon and all that kind of shit. But there's also just such great stuff in this episode as per usual with just, God, you worked so much with Columbus. Like, what was mm-hmm. that? Yeah. You guys really were the core of OPA because I, Quinn's really the newbie and Huck is a fucking weirdo beyond epic belief. <laughs> <laughs> and not that Abby and Harrison aren't, but Abby and Harrison are sort of like the stronghold. Like, And I see that right. so much in this episode because this episode, Olivia's kind of moved back into the White House and she's... yeah. She's back and forth. It did feel like in season two, more and more Abby and Harrison were being partnered up. They were being assigned more together. And so, you know, it kind of worked, I think, great in that Harrison was so sort of charismatic and loose and charming. And Abby's like such a smart ass. Doer. And and a bit cut and dry. You know, like, they just seem like opposites. So I remember having, um, they're being nice nice scenes there written for those characters where you yes. could really feel the opposite. Yeah. yeah. Speaking about this, like your Josh Molina stuff was so amazing in seasons one and two. I mean, Josh, Abby and David Rosen were really the first couple that sh- that they wrote on Scandal other than the huh? ones that had already been established. Like we'd already yeah. had Fitz and Olivia. We already had Cyrus and James. Yes, yes. But when he breaks you up because Olivia is telling Harrison, like, your one job is to make sure that David and don't ask me why, but David and Abby can't be together because the two of you are going behind your back and putting the yeah. pieces together about Cytron yes. and the election rigging. Yes. He breaks you guys up and you have this amazing scene during the case of the week is like the really, really rich millionaire crazy guy. But there's a whole episode yeah. where you do are on a stakeout and you slow dance to some yes. beautiful Ed yes. James song. Yeah. And he's like, you're going to find a nice guy because he he sets David Rosen up to make it seem like he had abused his past. Yeah. Women. Yeah. And you want so bad with Abby's background for her to be happy. And then, you know, yes. And then, you know, Harrison, it's such a good guy in terms of them working together and, well, that seems to be a common theme in this show, doesn't it? You know, the the things that we our characters do for power or for, you know, to fix something, mm-hmm. either in a good way or, yeah. or because of being blackmailed or because of hunger or power. It's, um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. By any means necessary, right? We got, we got yeah. shit done. Can we talk about you and Josh Joshua Molina on set? How he would uh, push he, your he chair. Would, he was such a ass to you. Smack your sides down. Which, by the way, he did to me too. He's a fucking yeah. turd. Not to me because like, I would have been like, "Look, motherfucker." We told Josh. <laughs> we said the only people you were scared of was Gear. He never fucked with Guillermo. Really? <laughs> did he never it's, prank you? He pranked me that one time, and then after that, he didn't do it again. And I could tell right. he was like, oh, "What I, happened? Did you threaten him?" I don't know. I think he could just tell that I was not. I was not going to play. I was it. like, "Don't play with me." But I remember. <laughs> I, re- I remember him at one point. We were in OPA, and we were on wheelie chairs, and um, he would grab you while you were sitting down and roll you like twenty feet away from oh, everybody. And he would do this over. And over. Oh, over, but God. you were such. You have sex scenes with this asshole. Oh, you were such a good sport. We already, we had him on and I said to him, you are the most polarizing 
person of the Scandal crew. <laughs> and what did he say? He was psyched about it. He was like, yeah, I he love was like, it. Yep. Give me all the edge. Yeah. He loves it. He wants to be the troublemaker, doesn't he? He wants, yes. he wants that to be his reputation. The thing that I was most humored by, I think, is that every once in a while, we'd have some really needy scene, you know. With, uh, I mean, just it would be a media relationship scene where we're breaking up or, you know, something. A three, four page scene, lots of words, scandal pace. We're in the makeup trailer. He hasn't looked at it once <laughs> because he has a photographic, freaking photographic memory. I know. So he just is in the makeup chair. We run the lines once or twice and he knows it like that. Where I, on the other hand, for the last 48 hours or however long it has it, drilling I've been and drilling. Dissecting this thing. I've been, <laughs> I mean, not to say that I'm a slow learner. I don't think anybody could be qualified as a slow learner and be on Scandal for seven nope. seasons. I think we all learn to memorize quite quickly. But my process was just so different from his. I think I got such a big kick out of that, that he he's so good. I mean, he's such a master at the verbose role that he played. And, he, you know, the thoughts are very clear. And he executes it so well. It's so brilliant. But we just would approach it such different ways and he'd learn it in like 10 minutes and then, you know, be off to prank someone else. (laughs) (laughs) We will be back with more after the break. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Oh, you know what I want to talk to you about? Remember, I've talked about it on this podcast before, but like the goodbye process of like, like I have to hug everyone and say goodbye and all this stuff. And Darby was a person who like never moved shit into her trailer. 
I remember at the end of season one or something, you were like, oh, I won't be here when we're all saying goodbye. Like, I'm out. Like, you just, say that? Yeah. Something, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it's, I, I do remember what you're saying. And it was at the end of season one. Okay, we shot seven episodes and we didn't know if we were coming back, right? We were, we were shooting for as a mid-season replacement. Yep. So we're, we're on the last scenes together in the room. And it felt like most actors were, you know, were really into saying goodbye and getting emotional and, and hugging a lot and talking about what it meant to them. That's me. I think it's just a habit that I, it's, it's really just kind of a muscle that I've developed over time being in this business, not too high, not too low. Yeah. You know, it's, it's more it. of a, it's I a more of a protection yeah. or a diplomatic, yeah. you know, I, I had a great time, but I'm not, I'm not going to count any chickens before they're hatched. I'm not mm-hmm. going to assume that I'm back. I'm not going to celebrate before it's happened. Right. You know, and even when something is awarded, my management team has said this about me, like you're really funny one because you don't ever get to, I don't burst into tears when I, you know, when I got scanned or, something or-, or book something huge. Meanwhile, me yeah. and Katie are like, oh my God, like, oh my God. I fucking love you. <laughs> no, but it's Wait. beautiful, but that's beautiful. And that's, I admire that. And that's the beauty yeah, yeah. of actors. I mean, we're feeling and we're, right. I mean, Katie, I love your hugging and not letting go. Bellamy is very much the same. You know, that, that kind of love where you, you just want to show someone and, and you're feeling it. It's so beautiful. Sometimes I wish I were more like that. But, you know, we're... No, we are, I mean, no. well, that's yeah. why we are Just, a perfect match, Darby yeah. Lee Stanchfield. <laughs> but I do like that we're all so different, too. I think that makes it more interesting, you know? Hell yeah. yeah. All the same, it would be... It would be multiple. Boring, yeah. Back to my thing about Josh Malina. That's why I think... I enjoy working with him because he's just such a different. Different. Yeah. <laughs> Darby, what's an, Darby, I promise these people, can you tell us right quick what's an eye hug? <gasps> yeah. Eye hug, yes. She's doing it right now, folks. Yeah, right now. Who invented that we were at OPA, all of us? We were in the so. conference room, maybe? Yeah. Was it Carrie? I, I thought, thought it was you. you invented it. Was it me? Yeah. <laughs> You were the eye eye hug inventor. I was probably because I'm like kind of like less contact. You were like, "Don't touch me, stay over there. I'm gonna hug you with my eyes." But that's so sweet, Darby. Would, we would all stand around the OPA table, and it would be fucking late at night. We would have been shooting for a million hours, that's and Darby right. would just look across and do like a really nice slow blink to me and say, "You know, she's sending me an eye hug." That's what I was hugging with my yes. eyes. Oh, Hugging my with gosh, your beautiful did eyes. Did I make that up? Okay. I'm giving it. Yes. Let it be known I'm here. Give, yeah, let's give it. Darby Stanchfield was the inventor of. She created it. Yeah. I'll take it. Before we do some tweets of the time really quickly, G, is there any scenes from episode 209 that stick out to you? Some of the stuff that sticks out is stuff with uh, James and Cyrus. James is back on his shit with the Cytron card and Defiance and all of that. And there's just such great moments with those two. They have a a scene where they both have sandwiches in front of them. (laughs) And the thing that bothered me the most and not one of them took a bite of that damn sandwich. fuckers. (laughs) We always don't like when any actors don't eat. Eat. Um, Yeah, their whole storyline in this episode (laughs) is that James is on the tail of Defiance and is sort of working with David Rosen and Cyrus to get him off the scent is like, I got you your baby. We adopted a baby. He's like dangling the baby in front of Uh James's face to make him stop. 
And Verna Thornton and Sally Langston have an amazing scene in this where Sally comes and figures out that Verna has terminal cancer. Yeah. And is like, I want your fucking seat on the bench. She wanted it to step off. Yeah. Man, so much happens in this episode. Yeah. Oh, my God. By the way, that's every scandal episode in 42 minutes. The amount of plot. Yeah. And incredible writing that goes on is. No wonder we're going at scandal pace. (laughs) Yeah, we have to. It's so insane. This is also the first time you see Huck have sex with with Becky. Yes. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote. Becky and Huck fuck on pics (laughs) (laughs) because their sex scene is on top of all these photos. You want to know something? That's something I really love the way that was shot. Oh, yeah. And you're on top of all those pictures and they're laid out sort of like a rainbow. I mean, they're all over. And you guys have sex roll all over these pictures. I thought that was a really, I thought that was a really neat scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jessica, you. Yeah. And Becky's sort of saying, I want to be with you. And Huck is saying, well, what's your name? And she won't. What's your real name? Yeah. Yeah. And she Mm -hmm. won't tell him, which means like she's being shady. Yeah. That's a tell for Huck. He's like, oh, you don't really love me. Yeah. And the episode ends. Verna goes to Sally and says, I'm not giving up my bench. I won't give up my seat on the bench, but I can give you the name of the man in the red hood. Yes. Who shot Fitz. And then the SWAT team comes to OPA and takes Huck under the Patriot Act. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's a little bit time right now, Darbsies, for... Tweets of the time, y'all. Tweet, 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 tweets of the time. Thanks for insane. At DC PSYD on December 14, 2012, had to repost this. And it's a picture. Chicks be like, I can't stand infidelity. But on Thursdays, they'd be like, Aww. Yeah. <laughs> because Scandal really made infidelity hot. I've never seen more fans be more into cheating and loving that Fitz is just a cheating piece of shit. Yup. I remember mm-hmm. Sue, Sue Tanner, this this one gladiator, she's an OG gladiator. Yes, she, she is. tweeted at Scandal ABC, I hear there's a bug that will be going around in January. The gladiator flu. Hashtag scandal. <laughs> hashtag what the huck. Also, this is the episode where wh- hashtag what the huck came into play. That's no right. way. Yes. And I think, didn't that hashtag stay around for seasons? Yes, it did. I mean, it did, Darby. I mean, yeah. seasons. For years. What were your ship? Did you have any hashtags, Darby? Uh, sassy Abby. Oh, uh, Sassy Abby. That's yeah. right. Oh, yeah. Um, um, not like What the Huck. Not yeah, like that. And Quinn, big. what was yours? Was it yours? Oh, oh, I'm Quinn, bitch. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Which yeah. is in response to a monologue yeah. that I have to you where you're like, Lindsay, the whole first season, sure. you're like, Lindsay this and yeah. Lindsay that. And then I turned that's to you right. in the bar and I'm like, I Finally. am not Lindsay. My That's name right. is Quinn Perkins. And then I actually walk away and it's actually it's Harrison who looks to you and says, she's Quinn, bitch. Yes, she's right. Quinn, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were all waiting for Quinn to do that. Abby was just such a pill to her. I was too. Oh. Let me tell you something. I watched Quinn in the first season and I'm like, Jesus, let's get this girl a pair of nuts. <laughs> From Detroit, the truth counts. Abby handled her business and got up and walked out. You go, girl. Such a scandal. And I think she's referring to that scene that you guys were talking about. Oh, it's so (laughs) good. So, so good. 
Melody Baker at Evan GML. She tweets, Harrison in charge. Get your ass back here now. She's referring to when he calls Olivia and he's like, get back to the office because Huck has the rifle that shot the president. And he yells at her on the phone, get your ass back here now, which is the first time we see him like talk to her like that. That was a big Huck episode. It was. It was. A it big was hook yeah. Episode. After carted away at the end, after the families that you've been watching was shot up, and the girl yes. you like is no good. Yeah. What more could happen? Right. I know. It's- oh, just a little waterboarding. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. That's next right. week, we're about to go on like a whole Huck journey. I was going like- to say, let's just talk about Huck and water. Oh Ugh. my God, that's right. Your relationship with water, your character, yes. it's awful. Remember when you stopped showering? Yeah. And the rain? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And all you guys make those faces every time I come around where you guys are, oh, yep. you stink. But also remember later on, there's like a whole water episode where you're under, like, he's you're- stuck in a car in a trunk. Yeah. Yes. So between that, the showering, the water, yeah. yeah. I did two weeks of rehearsal mm-hmm. in a pool yeah. with a. An instructor for that episode. Anyway, this podcast is about Darby Stanchfield. Darby, I just want to say we love you. Thank you for unpacking the toolbox of episode 209. Of course. Darby, we love you. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) It's an honor to be on your podcast. Yay. The next episode we have next week is called One for the Dog. One for the dog, bitch. And I think we're talking about the dog that (laughs) Becky Beck just shot. Yes, yes. Gladiators, we're so happy that you tuned in. I hope you loved hearing from Darby Lee Stanchfield. Love you, Gladiators. Hasta luego. Hasta luego. Thank you guys for joining us on Unpacking the Toolbox. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, share with your friends, rate, or leave us a review. Scandal is executive produced by Sandy Bailey, Alex Alche, Lauren Homan, Tyler Klang, and Gabrielle Collins. Our producer and editor is Vince DeJohnny, with music by Chad Fisher. Scandal is a production of ABC Signature, and you can follow along by rewatching Scandal on Hulu. Unpacking the Toolbox is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app or anywhere you subscribe to your favorite shows. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.